Welcome to All Truth No Cap, a podcast for teenagers. Please take a second to follow and leave a review. This will allow the podcast to appear more frequently in other people's feeds. If you do have a question or a topic that you'd like to hear, shoot me a message and uh, we'll take some time to address that particular topic. Uh, Instagram handle is at BenMorseyYP, Facebook BenMorsey, or uh, email is ben.morsey at lbctheodore.com. If you do attend Lighthouse uh, Baptist Church, uh, just see me maybe at a service or shoot me a message. Whether If you have my number, shoot me a message, leave me a voicemail, call me, whatever the case may be. My goal is to help you in any way that I can. Uh, but if you would, please share uh, the link and uh, so that other people might be able to receive some help as well. And I don't pretend to be the be-all and the end-all or the all-knowing one, uh, but my goal is to help a generation and hopefully try to uh, have an impact on this generation and future generations as well. Going to look at an interesting topic today, and I kind of referenced it a little bit in um, my devotional this morning, actually, and it's just kind of been stuck in my mind now as um, I've been th- just going through the day, kind of thinking and all that kind of stuff. But uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, go to uh, Malachi chapter 3. And uh, no, I'm not preaching or not going to talk about tithing. I'm not doing that at all. Uh, but I do want you to see something here. We're going to reference back to another specific book of the Bible. But I want you to go to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. And uh, Malachi is kind of just giving a summation uh, of everything that's gone on with the previous prophets. And uh, there's going to be 400 years from Malachi to the beginning of Matthew where God is completely silent. And uh, though there are some that say, well, no, God spoke, they just, it wasn't recorded, that's not true. Uh, the Bible says that God, uh, after Malachi, would stop talking, and uh, then Matthew pops onto the scene, and we have, obviously, the four Gospels, we have Jesus coming, and all that. But uh, in the book of uh, Malachi, chapter 3, we find uh, in verse 14, the Bible says, "Ye have said it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinances? And that we have walked uh, mournfully before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they they that tempt God are even delivered. You know, it's an interesting thing in our society today. We we look at uh, society and we, we expect, well, you know what, I follow God and it should work this way and this should happen and that happen. But uh, but all, but if you look at this person or that person, they're prospering and uh, everything seems to be going well in their life and they're not pursuing God at all. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that what you are doing is wrong or what they are doing is right. The Bible says that rain falls on the just and rain falls on the unjust. Rain being, in essence, a picture of blessing. But in regards to a thunderstorm, you know, it's not, you know, if I'm doing what's right, rain falls on my house, but my neighbor's not right with God. And so there's just, there's a block over that. And in turn, no rain's falling on that house. The Bible says rain falls on the just and the unjust. Just because it seems like somebody's life is going uh, the way you'd like yours to, doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong or what they're doing is right. The entire book of Ecclesiastes uh, gives reference to that same concept. Uh, I went there specifically because in that in that book of Malachi, or in that verse in Malachi, the Bible says that you have said it is vain to serve God. Vanity, uh, the Bible word for vanity is emptiness. Uh, it's pointless. There, there's no point to it. And what they're saying there in Malachi or what Malachi's accusing Israel or Judah of saying is, look, to serve God, it's empty. There's no point to it. We see all this blessings falling on everybody else. And it seems like all I get for serving God is heartache. Now, let me stop first or before I even get into this in, in detail and say, serving God is something we're all called to. 
Okay, not just if you're called to be a preacher or a missionary or a pastor or a Christian school teacher and serving God full time. Though if God's called you to that, that's what you're supposed to do. But serving God is something we're meant to do as Christians in general. Our lives should be in service to God. The things that I do, the things that I say, the things that I listen to, the things that I view, the things that I promote, the things that I share on social media, the things I post on social media or like on social media, all that is meant to be in service to God. That's not the point of the podcast right now, but ask yourself right now in regards to your social media, if we were to look through your story or to look through your shares or to look through your likes or your or your search history or your viewing history, maybe it's Snapchat or Discord or TikTok or, or Instagram, if we were to look through that, is it in service to God or is it in service to emptiness and service to self? And that's what we're going to look at a little bit here in Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes, uh, just for a point of reference, uh, Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, he wrote Proverbs, and he wrote the Song of Solomon. In Song of Solomon, we find uh, him giving a picture kind of uh, of a, a man and woman as they're getting ready to be married and then being married. Uh, but then we find we find the the joy and the happiness, and he's comparing that or comparing his relationship with God to that, and just showing, look, there's a sweetness to it. It, it. I love every aspect of getting to spend my spend time with God, and everything's great. And then the Book of Proverbs comes along. And uh, kind of giving uh, Solomon giving his son some admonitions and saying, "Look, you know what? Back in the Book of Song of Solomon, everything was uh, was great. I spent time with God the way that I should. And here are some things to avoid, and here are some thing, things to do. That's why over and over we find my son, my son, my son, because he's trying to help hit that next generation have the same joy, have that same relationship with Christ that he had. But then we get to the Book of Ecclesiastes." And Ecclesiastes is kind of the the dark sheep, if you will, of the three books. And we find a bitter and cynical old man sitting back and looking back at his life and thinking, you know what, I pursued this and I pursued that. Now, I don't think what he's saying is he's not he's not going back to his time in Song of Solomon saying, you know what, I regret that. I think what he's what he's looking at is that time when he decided to add to himself or add to himself 700 wives and 300 concubines. And when he began to pursue riches of this world, remember way back at the beginning when Solomon is made king, God comes to Solomon in a dream and says, Solomon, what do you desire of me? And I firmly believe that if Solomon would have said, you know what, I want to be the wealthiest king that's ever existed, I believe God would have blessed him with that. Or if he said, I wish I was the most powerful king that's ever reigned, I believe God would have blessed him with that. But he didn't. He said, God, give me wisdom. And the Bible says that God gave him wisdom and added to him riches and added to him power and influence. He added that to him because of the wisdom of asking for wisdom to rule his people. But then as time went on, the Bible says that Solomon began to pursue these wives. And some were political marriages, some were religious marriages, some were just marriages probably because he liked the way she looked. But in turn, he ends up with 700 wives and 300 concubines. And uh, if you go back to, I forget the book in the Bible, but the Bible says that God told Israel, he said, look, when you get a king, this is before they even had Saul as their first king, but God said, eventually you're going to ask for a king. Eventually you're going to not be satisfied with me and you're going to want a king. When you do, two things I want you to, two rules I want you to abide by. Number one, do not let him add horses and chariots to, to his army, to his kingdom, because God knew if he did, he'd begin to think that he was winning the power and that he, or that he was winning the battles and that the power was his. So don't add to yourselves horses. But then second of all, he said, don't add to yourselves wives, not because of the power, 
but because they would turn your heart away. And God gave that specific example. And here in Solomon, we find that tragedy. And so then, like I said, so we find the book of Ecclesiastes, and I believe Solomon's looking back and thinking, you know what? Why? Why did I leave the beauty of uh, what I wrote in Song of Solomon? Why did I leave the, the, the love and the compassion that I felt each and every day as I, I woke up and I spent time with God and I walked with him and he gave me wisdom? I left all that to chase, in this case, women or to chase a fi- uh, uh, financial freedom or, or, or our money or, or to pursue power. I chased everything that God had already given to me simply because it was more alluring to me than God was. And so we find that emptiness. He uses the phrase, uh, uses the verse in Ecclesiastes. He says, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. He said, I look at this and it's vanity. It's empty. It's pointless. There's no reason for me to chase that. Yet I did. And once again, kind of like I said, that bitter, cynical old man, not necessarily bitter against God, or but more bitter at the fact that he wasted so much of his life pursuing those things. Now back to our original verse there in Malachi, we find this group of people uh, speaking against uh, service to God. Like I said, as a Christian, we're meant to serve God. We're meant to uh, pursue Him. We're meant to for Him to be the ultimate goal in what we pursue. And here uh, Malachi says in verse 14, he says, Ye have said it is vain to serve God. It's vain. It's empty. Well, obviously we know that it's not. But sometimes we feel it's that way because we don't see the initial profit. We don't see the initial benefit. You know, you you invest in people and you invest in service to the Lord and all that. And you may not see a, a payment. You may not see it come back for another 15, 20 years. But that payment does always show up. Now, here's the thing. God, we may not get the full payment here on earth, but we will when we get to heaven. We will see, uh, we'll reap the rewards of what we've done. Now, once again, the goal is not so we can heap rewards to ourselves. The goal is so we can have crowns to cast at Jesus' feet. I think I said the other day, maybe in a teen service, it might have been when I, when I did uh, preached Wednesday night a couple weeks ago, but just saying, look, I, you know, when we get to heaven, I don't want to be behind the Apostle Paul. As the Apostle Paul has uh, mounds and mounds of crowns thrown at Jesus' feet, and I bring up maybe uh, one small diamond or one small ruby and say, well, here's what I had. Now, once again, it's not about me, but that would be a very embarrassing thing. And so understanding, you know what, it's not vain to serve God here on earth. It's not vain to be the type of Christian that we're meant to be. Now, once again, I'm not saying everybody has to serve God full-time, although if God's called you into full-time ministry, that's what you're to do. You're not to, your Bible says in that same book, Ecclesiastes, it says that it's better to not vow a vow to God than to vow a vow to God and go back on it. And you think, well, I was at a camp or I was at youth conference and, and I, I vowed to God that I was going to serve him full time. But but that was just an emotional decision. I actually, it wasn't meant to be that way. Why? You made the decision. And once again, that's something for a totally different po- podcast. All I'm saying here is it's not vain to serve God and not necessarily full time like I'm saying. What I'm saying is in regards to uh, being a full time Christian, being of service to him, trying to pull other people along and to guide other people, to, to disciple other people and get them to uh, to develop their own relationship with God. And here, these people here have said it's vain to serve God. Well, if it's vain to serve God, then what about the other aspect? And that's what they began to say here. They said, you know what? You followed God's ordinances. That's vain, and you've wa- you've not you've walked mournfully before God. You've you've served Him, and that's all vanity. What did it get you? But then in verse fifteen, 
In turn, they've called the proud happy. And those that work wickedness are lifted up or set up. And they that tempt God are even delivered. In other words, look at all that they are getting. You've served God and what an empty, pointless life that's been. Look at everything we've got through this through this life. And I've attained this and I may have this and that. And what looks like on this earth, what looks like a, a profitable life and, and, and a, a, a successful life, but you've chosen to serve God and that's empty and vain. That can sound pretty discouraging. And honestly, that's the type of world we live in today. What do you mean you want to serve God? What do you mean you want to be an actual Christian? You want to, you want to serve God with your life or you want to be a, a, of service to God throughout your life? That, that's pointless. You know, do, do what benefits you here. Provide for this and make sure you have this and make sure you have that. But I want you to see then later in, ver- or in chapter 4, those first two verses there were in Malachi 3. In Malachi 4 then, it says in the end, it gives all that and then the, the title, once again, not inspired, but the title of the chapter says, The Day of the Lord. In other words, this is after all is said and done and we get to heaven. The Bible says in verse 1, it says, For behold, the day cometh. There's a day coming. There's a day coming where truth is going to be revealed. And he says, That shall burn as an oven. A giant furnace will be burning. And he says, And all the proud and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. All those things I gained here on earth, all those things I pursued, uh, the the financial profit and uh, the cars and this and houses and, and pleasures and hobbies, all that stuff that I pursued, Malachi says, there's going to come a day when everything is going to be thrown into an oven and all of that is going to be like stubble. Now, wait a second. Back in the, la- the last two verses we talked about, the world is saying, look, it's vain to serve God. It's empty. You have no profit here on earth. Look at all that we have. Wouldn't you want to live this way? Wouldn't you want to have this and have that? But Malachi says, you're seeing only what is involved here on earth in the temporary, in the here and now. He says, look at everything that you'll have in the future. And that's what he says here. In the day that cometh, the, the, there it shall burn as an oven, and the proud and those that do wickedly shall be stubble. And then watch what he says. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. You think well, that's but what that that's good. I see that. But what about those who chose to serve God? Well, verse two says, "But unto you that fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and he shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall, and he shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet." And the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of Hosts. And he continues on a little bit, nothing nothing more in detail with that. But understand, teenager, I, I understand, you know, it's easy to look and we see social media and we see, th- see those things and you think, well, look at this person, they have all this and they have all that. That's what I want, but you have to think in a bigger picture. You have to look at the bigger picture and understand it's not what you have here on earth because when it comes down to it, when you die, all of that is going to stay here. You can have an entire uh, massive warehouse full of uh, top-of-the-line cars and full of... Uh, uh, you have houses after houses, have houses here and houses in this tropical destination and, and in this vacation place. You can have all of that and you can have uh, influence and fame and you can have all of that kind of stuff. But in the end, it does not matter. All that matters is what you've done for Christ. That's all that matters. And that's what, unfortunately, like I said in that, in that passage in Malachi, it perfectly sums up where we are as a society today, as Christians today. It's easy to look and think, uh, but look, they have this and they have that. And to be honest with you, they do. 
But in the end, all that is going to go away. What are you doing with what Christ has given to you right now? Are you of benefit to Christ? Or are you pursuing things that really don't matter? Things that are empty, things that are vain. Because like I said, the world's idea of what vanity is is completely opposite of what God says vanity is. God says it's vanity to chase things of this world right now. Now, once again, I'm not saying don't provide for for retirement. You're supposed to be a wise steward of what God has given to you. You're supposed to take care of things. I'm not saying destroy things and waste things just because, well, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is when we pursue those things, in order to pursue that, I've got to leave something else behind. I can't pursue Christ the way I'm supposed to if I'm pursuing wealth. The Bible says that we can't serve God and mammon. We can't serve them. Now, they both they both exist in life. You can't live life without money. You know that's how we pay for things. And once again, God's gonna, God can provide all that. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, when my pursuit becomes that, or my pursuit becomes uh, rising in the corporate ladder, or or becoming this or becoming that, and my pursuit is not Christ, I'm living a life of vanity. I'm living a life of emptiness. Now, some people God has given wisdom in in financial matters. And they're using that and they do make money, but they also provide this and they do this and they do that. Um, that That's something that God has blessed them with. Not everybody's been blessed with that. It's using what God has given to you for him, pursuing him. God giving you a good mind. Are you using that for him or for you? God's given you a care for people. Are you using that for him or using that for you? God's given you the ability to maybe to talk to anybody about anything. Are you using that for him or using that for you? Ultimately, what it boils down to is what are you doing for Christ right now? If you died today and people look back at your life, what have you done to serve him? Well, I'm not sure, okay? If we look back at your life and we take everything that you've accomplished to this point, has it been in service for you? Because according to Christ, that's vanity. The world says serving Christ with your life right now is vanity. You know, some people, you know what, your teenage years, it's training you to serve Christ. No, I think you should serve Christ now. Use the opportunities and talents God's given to you right now. Talk to others about him. Use your influence for him. There's no, why wait? What if you did die tomorrow? Well, I was just waiting. I was waiting for that opportunity. God provides opportunities every day. Are you using those opportunities? The world's view of vanity and God's view of vanity are completely different. Are you living for a life of vanity, fame, fortune, status? Or are you living a life for Christ? Something that's going to matter in the end. The Bible calls it uh, gold, silver, and precious stones. Because in the end, that's all that's going to matter. It's not going to matter uh, how many followers you had, how many likes you had on this video or that video. It's not going to matter that this person followed you or that person followed you. All that's going to matter is what you've done for Christ. Use the influence that you have. Use the talents and abilities that you have to further him and to further his kingdom. Well, I hope it's been a help to you. Like I said, my goal is to try to help you navigate the world you live in. And as Christians, uh, the world's getting darker. But as the world gets darker, it's much easier for the light of Christ to show. And I hope that shows through you. Well, I hope you have a great week. And like I said, until I see you next week, we'll see you later.